Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm the other dude, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is time manipulation. And this episode, we are talking about Bill and Ted faces the music. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? All right. So I was originally going to share this last week, um, but Mr. Anna have dropped the new songs. I had to cover that real quick, but we did stream a movie, me and my wife, called Your Place or Mine. I don't know, Parker, if you've seen this one advertised. I believe it was Netflix. Pretty sure it was Netflix. Um, Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon, two big players. And it was part of your favorite genre, romantical. <laughs> was that, did you, did you, okay, was that something that you, you might have told me this, or you, I can't remember if you told me about this on the podcast or not. Did you, did you tell me this like in, in like personal or did you outside the podcast or did you, um, did you already mention this on the podcast? I think it was maybe outside the podcast. Okay. Okay. And, or if I did say anything on the podcast, it was, like in reference to I'll cover that next week. And then of course, when next week happened, I decided to do NF instead. So, um, but you know, Parker, maybe you can give, share your theory was not impressed with this movie. I really wanted to like it. Cause I love Ashton Kutcher. I love Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Of course, as you know, I'm a big fan of the romantical, the r- romantic, romantic, now that, that we're stuck on me romantic romantic comedies i now i got romantical automatically <laughs> but uh shit big fan but it's like is are they officially dead I, i've not seen what i would consider a, a really good one in quite some time I mean, of course during the 80s and 90s i mean that was like your premier date night i mean that's yeah. what you did you went to the movie theater and there was always a romantic comedy um, there was always a few every year with your A-list stars. Um, and yeah, it's I, like, I mean, I've, I've got my theory. I, I want to hear yours first. And I'll okay, I was about to say, I actually have a theory about why um, why this is, is going this way. And I feel like it's because, like, it, I, I mean, I don't know why the quality has gone down. Maybe it's just, I don't know, because sometimes they, they do work. Like, like for Palm Springs, like, I don't know if you would consider that a romantic comedy, but I mean, it's basically what the whole thing, you know, revolved around was like, oh, there was a romantic interest and that was them. I mean, I feel like they, they still can knock them out of the park in certain, like certain ways, but like when they're directly like making the same formula that, that you're probably talking about, that you're referencing the same like eighties, nineties and like early two thousands that, you know, like we were kind of grew up with where it's like, you know one person is chasing the other person and the one person has to finally realize that they're the other person's like really for them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I think women just don't, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm speaking for women. Like I know, but this is just a theory um, that women can feel the, you know, feel like they can enjoy other films outside of those nowadays. Um, because whenever I was younger and like, I remember these movies being out, like, you know, you didn't really have a lot of females that enjoyed, you know, the action films or, you know, even the straight up comedies, you know, things like that were kind of 
few and far between, which nowadays I feel like everything, everybody's interest is kind of more blended. Um, and like, I feel like there's kind of the, the way movies are made nowadays. I feel like there's, especially like popular films, there's always like a little bit of every element, you know, you know what I mean? Like in the Marvel movies, like, yeah, they're action, but there's also like a little bit of comedy. And then there's also like, sometimes they also have like a romantic interest, you know? Um, so I feel like, I feel like a lot of the, there's nothing that needs to be like a straight romance anymore because I feel like either a, the women are just over it or B or I guess like I say women, like they're the only ones that watch it. Obviously you are <laughs> talking about it. I'm like putting that into their category. Like I'm, I'm being the worst possible person right now and totally just, you know, um, welcome to the last podcast. Uh, right, right. I'm about to get canceled. Um, for like stereotyping an entire genre onto a onto a, a, a gender uh when my co-host is very much <laughs> i was just talking about my feelings <laughs> oh oh i'm sorry I, You're gonna i don't me. care about type or, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you just hurt my uh, feelings that's all so uh but yeah i think like i think everybody's just kind of getting their feel for it like in other as like other films like i don't i don't think anybody just straight up needs the romantic comedy because you're getting it in smaller doses in other films. That's my theory. Okay. We definitely got some similar thoughts on that. I, I think a lot of it, um, I think money and profits plays a big part. Oh, of course. Um, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, it, it, I don't think there was as much pressure, you know, to put out a movie that, that, made at least a hundred million dollars and and now of course now with the bigger budgets that you know they want to do two three four hundred million so mm-hmm. there's a lot more pressure to put out big budget big profit movies and romantic comedies have never been that and they'll never be that once in the blue moon you might come across one that like did really really well but so i think money drives a lot of it and which to me is unfortunate because, I mean, as anybody that's been alive in the last 10, 15 years, I mean, Marvel and superheroes is is what's pushing the movie industry, Yeah, which to me is a little unfortunate. I mean, I get it and I enjoy them, but, you know, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of them. I, I enjoy other stuff more. Yeah. So I feel like the money and the industries kind of push it that direction and kind of what you hit on since they're not very profitable, there's not a lot of room for error, which means they're running out of ideas. Kind of like what you, you hit on. There's only so many different romantical story arcs that you can kind of throw out there. And I think over time, they feel like they've kind of done them all. And there's, and since there is less room than air, you, you can't just continue to, you know, to throw out the same type of stories. Cause like I said, people will get tired of it. Whereas since your Marvel or your superhero movies are so profitable because they do the same thing. I mean, they repeat a lot of the storylines to me. There's not, right. there's not really any less redundancy in those type of movies than there are romantic comedies, but when they turn out that much money, it's more forgiving mm-hmm. and people still pack the theaters to watch them. So they keep churning them out. They keep making tons of money. I mean, to me, it's unfortunate. Now, 
you have seen the trend in the last five years that they are making more now, and but they're just going straight to streaming, which I mean, I'll take it, you know, I, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't go to theaters that often anyway, um, so you're definitely not seeing any big budget like romantic comedies going to the theater. Yeah. But you are seeing, you know, like the one I just watched, you know, that's Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. It don't get a whole lot bigger than, you know, male female pairing than that. I, I mean, just. Right. I just didn't think the movie was all that good. So while I'm happy that it's starting to make a comeback, maybe on a smaller scale, I'm still wondering, are they just not getting the right directors or producers or writers involved to bring it all together and really put out a good one? Um, They're having a little bit of luck getting the right actors. Yeah. Maybe they're they're just not getting the whole package together. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a combination of like what you're saying and what I'm saying as well. Um, and like you said, it's profit, you know, and if, if people aren't going to see romantic comedies, like if they're not, if they're not putting out the money, then there's no sense in spending, you know, you know, like back whenever, you know, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, you know, like they'll spend the money on that because people are going to see them in the movies, you know, like they'll spend, you know, $20 million per actor because, you know, they can make that back because people are going to go see Richard Gere and Julia Roberts in a movie. Um, yeah. Whereas now it's like, you know, we really don't have that. And like, you know, I guess probably around the mid 2000s, the early aughts, like that's when they started stop making them and they started stop making money, you know, so the quality goes down and people kind of turn on it. But it's all ebbs and flows, you know, I think I think they probably will make a comeback. Um probably in the next like 10 15 years we'll start to see some actual something coming along that line yeah it usually just takes one really good one yeah to where others will jump on it's like hey that romantic comedy just made 150 million dollars that means the people you know are wanting it now and yeah i do have one other theory and i'll be interested to see if you agree or not i think a big part of it too is home entertainment has improved drastically uh I mean, and it's continued to improve, you know, during our entire life, but especially in the last 10, 15 years, I mean, my God, you can get a 70 inch TV for like 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. So the home viewing experience has drastically improved the whole Netflix and chill. And I think more and more people are reserving their theater movie, you know, attending to movies that really make a difference when you see them in the theater. Mm -hmm there's no improvement watching a romantic comedy in the theater. I mean, as far as, you know, the picture, you know, maybe a bigger picture and maybe, maybe the sounds a little better, maybe not, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's like a Marvel movie or, you know, me and you both talked about when the next screen comes out. Yeah. Uh, especially whether it's 3d or the, is it 4dx? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, Oh, it's like, I, I got, you know, those type movies like, yeah, you'll go to theater, but mm-hmm. have you ever heard anybody say, Dude, you know, Sleepin' in Seattle two is coming out. That's that's got to be when I go to see at the theater. Uh, I mean, unless yeah, they just unless they just don't want to wait, you know. But it's it's very rare, especially with romantic comedies, that it goes to the theater and you have to wait several months before you can see it on another platform. But yeah. so I feel like there's just not a market for people to spend that kind of money to go to a movie theater for romantic comedy because. I mean, not to mention all the stuff Hallmark pushes out. 
I mean, there's so many other options that you can just watch from home much cheaper and people have great TVs, great sound systems to just do it at home. And they're only going to the theaters if it's really worth it, you know, yeah. for usually yeah, a big budget, what we'd consider like a summer popcorn type movie. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, kind of what you're saying, like whenever I was younger, like it was always like, I'm going to the movies, like I'm going to the theater this weekend. What are you going to see? I don't know yet, but I'm going to the theater. You know what I mean? Like, it was like you would go like you were just like that was an event like was going there. And then like you weren't going to see a specific movie like you would get excited. Like, you know, there's definitely times where you'd be like, oh, I am i can't wait to go see that, you know, when it comes out. But there was so many times where I was like, oh, it's like I'm just going to the movies this weekend, you know, and I don't think people really do that anymore. You know, I think it's like you're saying, I think it's like, oh, I have to go see that in theater. So I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Um yeah, pretty much echoing what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny to see that shift because even with my son, and, you know, I, and, and again, we talked about the entertainment industry has just changed so drastically. But when I was a kid, kind of like what you hinted at, man, that was a huge treat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like the best thing in the world was to go to the movie theater. And again, you didn't have all the options at home and, you know, as far as your entertainment, your TVs, your sound system and all that. But like with my son, even from an early age, it's like we would have to drag him to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It just was not a big deal to him. Just it was not a, a huge treat to him. Yeah. And and I, and I think that's more generational. I don't think that's necessarily just him not liking movies. It's just that that generation and even younger, just with all the media that they have on their phone at home, movie theater is just not it's just not a big big deal anymore. Right. So it makes you wonder, man, is there going to be a point where it's a thing of the past? I hope not. Um, nah, <laughs> they'll resurge it back, I'm sure. Yeah, but I apologize. I, I think I just started a, just a whole <laughs> podcast on this whole, just on that one topic. But uh, so anyway, yes, I streamed that one movie. I mean, check it out if you want. I mean, obviously be a ton of fans of, uh, you know, Reese and Ashton. Uh, as a whole, I was a little disappointed. I didn't think it was great. I mean, I wouldn't say it was just absolutely horrible and a waste of time, but I guess I went in maybe with very high expectations. Like, oh man, finally a romantic comedy with two A-list stars. Uh, yeah, to me, it was just a little weak, but hopefully Wait. you had better luck than I did. So <laughs> you've been streaming. Um, actually, I I haven't really been streaming a lot this past week. I've been uh pretty busy myself but um i don't know if i've if i've talked about this <laughs> so i might be repeating myself just like you did but um i've been watching um the good place lately i don't know if you've ever seen that i've been re-watching that i've heard of it but no i've not watched it okay um yeah uh it's 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 got uh kristen bell in it and um ted danson and yeah i love it um it's it's i think you would enjoy it um i feel like i'm not, i mean there's really not a whole lot that i can explain but um without giving i guess too much away because it just it, but it's just a great show it's great like the uh the way it's written and everything just love it um 
but we won't spend too much time talking about that because I feel like we've already <laughs> spent 15 minutes on what have we been streaming. Uh, and only, 15? <laughs> only 15? I think, God. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Jeff, so this week we watched um, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, it is the third in a trilogy of Bill and Ted movies, so I feel like you probably have a few nice little tidbits that you can tell us about this one. What, what can you tell us? All right. Well, you'll probably be thankful that uh, since I took up an hour a few minutes ago, <laughs> I don't have as much information on this, but still some some interesting stuff. Um, of course, the the two stars, Keanu Reeves uh, playing Ted, Alex Winter playing Bill. Uh, you have to be under a rock if you weren't familiar with Keanu Reeves. Uh, of course, The Matrix, Speed, John Wick, Point Break. Of course, the Bill and Ted movies, mm-hmm. uh, which Bill and Ted's excellent. Adventure was probably his first uh, popular success, uh, but he did have a tough time shaking off kind of the Ted stigma, mm-hmm. which you see uh, happen a lot with those type of movies and certain actors. Uh, but a few years down the road, when he did the movie Speed, that really helped kind of relaunch his career. Um, and and he, he kind of did a good mixture of like a bunch of indie films, some big budget movies. And um, so, you know, Speed and then, of course, Matrix really took kind of his stardom to the next level as well. And I don't know, it seems like over the last five years, I think he's even been termed like the internet's boyfriend type mm-hmm. deal, just because of all the stories you hear about him just as a person and a human being, not even so much maybe the movies he does. He just seems like the most down to earth, the most non-Hollywood A-lister out there. And you're just constantly hearing the stories. One I actually heard or read regarding this movie is um some of the filming was done in a neighborhood in louisiana and the cast and crew were often greeted by local residents and one day connor reeves noticed a sign on the lawn that read you're breathtaking which was a popular i forgot where he quoted that at i want to say it was like comic-con mm-hmm. or something like that but it, it went viral whatnot um but so he stopped he got out of the car he went to the sign and autographed it and then after finding out who the sign belonged to, he went to that family, hung out with them, and posed for a photo with them. That's awesome. And you constantly hear stories, uh, you know, like that about him, which is, I think, why he is so endeared um, inside and outside of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, other star, Alex Winter, who played Bill. Um, he's been on, generally on the other side of the camera um, mm-hmm. for the last 20-plus years. Uh, per you know producing directing that kind of stuff so he's not done a lot of movies uh, i actually read where I'll be sure i get this right he actually took acting lessons going into the role for this movie because mm-hmm. he had been so out of the loop um, since he's been mostly doing you know producing and filmmaking that kind of stuff so yeah i guess he went back took a little uh you know acting for dummies <laughs> yeah do you little it, crash course Maybe before, uh, before he was, I think it was before he was in Bill and Ted. Did you, did you ever watch The Lost Boys? Yes. Yeah. Did you? Uh, you might recognize him if you ever watched that because he's one of the um, one of the Lost Boys in the background behind uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yep, I do remember that. Yep, yep, yep. Love that movie. Um, who who else was in that that we've covered heavily on the show? Oh Ralph man, Macchio, right? Was Ralph Macchio in that? Or wait, am I thinking? Am I thinking the wrong movie? You got to be thinking of the wrong movie. I don't think Ralph Macchio is in. No, no, yeah, no, no. In the Lost was, Boys, because that was uh, the Corys. My bad. I'm thinking. Uh, I won't, well, we won't spend much time on because I don't remember what it was. But 
it, it was more about like a gang. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, outsiders. Oh, yes. The, yeah, 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 I love that. That's, that's another classic. Another classic. They um, had a bunch of film. big name stars. That that's why I got confused. So, my bad, people. I'm old. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do um before they were big month one time, and we can cover some of those early eighty films. Um. All right. Anything else you got for us? So when trying out for the roles of Bill and Ted, um, somebody else actually auditioned for the role of Bill that wasn't Alex Winter. (laughs) And it was actually Keanu Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) And Alex Winter auditioned for Ted. (laughs) Oh, dude, I love that. So they that. got cast the exact opposite of what they auditioned for. That's so hilarious. It's funny. Oh, you see that man. a lot. Yeah. But And I believe you alluded to it maybe last week on the podcast. Maybe it was outside the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, Bill and Ted, which, you know, Keanu and Alex have actually stayed really good friends uh, since the original movie. And uh, they've stayed in contact. And I know Keanu's done a lot of cameo appearances and helped with a number of winners film projects. Uh, as I mentioned, he's on the other side of the camera a good bit now uh like a lot of films we've discussed on this podcast it took a long time for this movie to really materialize it's over a yeah, dozen years um they had a script everything was ready but then technical problems in the development searching for a distributor on and on and on finally got the ball rolling in 2018 and they began filming in 2019 in may 2020 alex winter launched a social media appeal for members of the public to submit 30-second video clips of themselves rocking out to a music clip from the film. I feel like Parker would have totally done this had he been aware of it. Oh, I totally would have. Oh, man. I wish Uh, I would have. With some of the clips being selected and actually used in the finished film. Yeah, I love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. During the final concert scene, you see a billboard for Circle K. Outside of Circle K is where Bill and Ted meet Rufus for the first time mm-hmm. in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yep. I wish I had a chance to go back and watch that, but there's something um, amiss, or is it something is afoot at the Circle K? Yeah. <laughs> uh, once the characters are told they have 77 minutes to save the universe, there's actually 77 minutes of runtime left yep. in the movie. Yeah, I love so, that. Uh, the events were actually in real time there. Uh, I do have a all right, a little piece of trivia. And if you don't know, I won't let dead air ring. Uh, the princesses <laughs> Joanna and Elizabeth have never mm-hmm. played or have never been played by the same characters in any of the Bill and Ted films. Right. It's always different actresses. Mm-hmm. What other movie have we covered in which a similar situation happened? Same characters, but different actors each time. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, I I am spacing. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell okay. me this one because I'm gonna be mad uh, at myself because I know I'm gonna know it when you tell me. So you remember Christmas Vacation? Yes, the kids, the, the kids, kids. Yep. yep. The kids okay. are always in the movies, but they're you're always right. played. You're right. I knew we had this conversation. <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, Samara Weaving, who won the role of Thea in this movie, um, she got a little bit of help. Because Keanu Reeves found out that she was the niece of Hugo Weaving, mm-hmm. and Keanu worked with Hugo on the Matrix trilogy. Yep, Mr. Anderson. So that gave her a leg up to see. Edward Van Halen was offered a cameo in the film, which would have been really cool, 
but unfortunately it was unavailable due to an illness at the time. However, a Van Halen poster can be seen hanging on the wall of Bill and Ted's garage practice space. And lastly, but not least, the film overall serves as a dedication to George Carlin, who played Rufus in both Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm -hmm. Mr. Carlin fortunately passed away, I believe, in 2008. Yeah. I was a big Carlin. Are you were you were you a Carlin fan at all? I wouldn't say huge. I mean, I was familiar with them. And yeah. um, but yeah. Yeah, we don't have to get into that, but yeah, I, I love George Carlin. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so for new listeners, we are about to go into the recap. The way we do this, I am gonna completely recap this movie from memory, and our boy Jeff here is going to grade me on a scale of a plus to f minus like i'm a little schoolboy and he is my teacher so uh with that being said i'm going to give my oral report on bill and ted face the music um so we open up with some opening narration from uh thea and um what was her name what was the other one's name? Thea and what? Billy? Billy. I'm an idiot. Yeah, Thea and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. So Thea and Billy, we get some opening narration. Um, you know, they're just kind of talking about how, you know, time, space, yada, yada. And then we cut to Bill and Ted. We see them. They've gotten a lot older since the last time uh, we had seen them in the second film. They are washed up musicians. Um, they got big and popular, but they um they've fallen and now they're playing for their uh for Bill's little brother's wedding and um which is there's a funny joke in here about how Missy <laughs> Missy has been like all these different people's wives in every film, which is hilarious. Um that she's Marion Deacon, which is the little brother, and um they're playing these crazy songs, trying to find, you know, the one song that binds the world together because that was their destiny that Rufus had told them. And that was the whole reason that they've been chosen this whole time. And then they get a visit from Rufus's daughter that says that space and time will end in 77 minutes if they do not come with the song at a certain location at a certain time. So... Um, this is actually going to be a super fast recap because this is there's not a whole like a whole lot that went on. Honestly, it just it's just a great movie. It takes up the scenes take up a little bit of time. So, anyways, um, so Bill and Ted, you know, thinking that hey, you know, we can visit ourselves in the future when we've already written the song and take it from them instead of having to write the song. So that's what they do. They first they go in two years and they found out that you know they did. They don't have a song. Their wives have left them. They went two years. Then they went two more years into the future, and they get uh, pranked by them future selves, and um, almost get arrested. And then they go a little bit further into the future and find out that they have been arrested. The other the other versions of them have been arrested and gotten super jacked, and try to um, try to take over the time machine and then the robot that has been programmed to kill bill and ted 
comes and tries to um, kill them there, but they get taken over. Uh, the buff and swole prison Bill and Ted realize that if the younger Bill and Ted get killed, that they will die as well. So they attack the robot. And while they're in that fight, um, younger Bill and Ted get back in the time machine and take off to see their very old selves. And, you know, they talk there and they get, um, they get a file from old Bill and then they head back to take care of business. Meanwhile, Thea and Billy realizing that, you know, their fathers are in trouble. They decide to help them create. They're like, well, while they're getting the song ready, we should create the band for them. So what they do, um, taking a cue from, you know, the first film, they go back in time and they gather a bunch of musicians throughout time. They get, I'm going to try to do these in order. Um, so first they get, they try to get uh, Jimi Hendrix first, which doesn't happen. So they go and get Louis Armstrong and using him, they get Jimi Hendrix and then they go and get Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. And then after that, they go and get, um, I'm going to forget their names. They get a, this flute player um, from Asia and then they get, this uh prehistoric woman that's the best on the drums which was so weird i don't understand why they went back that far in time to get their best drummer but i mean they, that was whatever anyways um and they return to the present time and they wind up getting killed by the robot and they get sent to hell and Bill and Ted returning back to present time. They wind up making friends with the robot because the robot feels guilty uh, for what he's done. And they go down to hell to get all the musicians and Billy and Thea back. And while they're down there, they come in contact with their good buddy friend or their good buddy death, um, which is their friend from the second film. And you know, they kind of reconcile with Death, who used to be a part of Wild Stallions, and they um, get a ticket back up to Earth. They go up there and they start to put together all the music. Uh, Bill and Ted are freaking out because they still haven't rubbed a song. And that's when they realize that Thea and Billy are the ones that had been prophesized about. It wasn't them. So they take musicians throughout all space and time to the infinite realities and get everybody to play the same song at the same time, which unites the earth and fixes space and time. And everybody is happy. The end. How'd I do? You're, I think you, I think you might have muted yourself. And you might be right. I may have <laughs> muted myself. I didn't want to interfere with your recap. A uh, little bit of a shaky start, but I thought you rebounded well. So, uh, so we'll give you an A minus. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Although uh, we should probably change the lead in to that portion. Cause I don't know, to me, it just makes it feel a little weird when, uh, it's, 
Oh, I'm going to be a little schoolboy, and he's going to be my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's for all the uh, that's for all like the the fans out there that that have written fan fiction about us. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, love, I, I love to see some of the art. Oh, I or, or maybe I not. would too. I know. I think I would. I would like to see this. Um. So, uh, Jeff, what did you think about this movie? All right. So, and I guess we turned, can give this. Uh, we can give this a. We'll give this out of um, five telephone booths. All right. So out of five telephone booths, I'm unfortunately probably going to have to give this a two and a half. Um, I don't know. I just, as a whole, I can't say I enjoyed it a whole lot. I really wish I would have been able to go back and watch the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know I watched the first one years and years ago, and I, I mean, I, I remember liking it. Um, but I mean, I right now I couldn't tell you a, a single thing that happened in the movie. It's just been that long since I've watched it, and it's very possible I saw the second one. I'm just not 100 sure, but um, I, I feel like if if you watch the first two, especially close in time as far as when you watch this new one you, I, I don't have a feel you might would like it more so that probably played a part being so long or not being able to see the, the previous two just as far as entertainment I don't know to me that the storyline just wasn't that interesting I found myself bored I found myself falling asleep having to rewind go back and, and watch it uh, so Unlike you, I mean, I mean, I don't mind time travel, time loop. It's just I'm not as a huge of a fan as you are. So I think when you're a huge fan of something or a particular genre, you're more forgiving. Maybe some of the shortcomings, or you you just enjoy certain aspects easier, just because it's you know it's just what you prefer. So as a whole, I, I won't say I was disappointed. Two and a half. I struggle whether to do a two, two and a half, but. I'm going to settle in on a two and a half. All right. Which I forgot. I forgot to point out earlier. Uh, the the guesses was did did you have a guess in mind of what you thought I was going to give this one? I honestly, yeah, I kind of I, I I was guessing probably in the two to two and a half range. I didn't think that you, I didn't think this would probably be something that you enjoy, especially after I had watched it. Um, this this last time because i realized whenever i was watching it this last time how much you probably had to be familiar with the other films to really get a lot of the stuff that was going on in it so um so yeah i didn't expect you to really enjoy it too much um so yeah i kind of i was in the same range um thereabouts um but yeah uh for me um I am familiar with the first two films. I've watched the first two movies a lot. Um, but, you know, I I tried to separate it going into it um, because that's how I really noticed all of the jokes because I was trying to watch this movie based on the fact that, like, I didn't see what I didn't know. Um, so with that being said, like, I tried to judge it based on that. And I, I give it, I give it a, a three. Um, it's better than average. I definitely like the other two films better, but this was a very good, I'm not disappointed by this film either. Um, the only reason I am giving it so low is because I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the, the stuff, you know, you had to be, it, it, it hit better knowing the, the history of the first two films. 
Um, which I mean, you know, a lot of people don't watch the third film in a trilogy, you know, and expect to know everything going on in it. So, um, but I, 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 I like this film a lot. Um, I enjoyed, um, you know, Thea and Billy, their addition to the film. I thought they were great. Uh, I didn't really like the the robot and I didn't really understand why they had to make, um, and I guess it was probably just to flesh out, give more of Bill and Ted more to do, but I didn't really understand why they had to throw in the extra storyline of their marriage problems. Like that was, that really didn't, you know what I mean? Like it, I guess it was just to give them something to do and their wives something to do, but it was just seemed like there was too much going on when I could have just enjoyed more of the, you know, Bill and Ted going around to their timeline and then also going, you know, Thea and Billy going to their timeline or their through their timelines. Like I would have just enjoyed those two main storylines um, more, but I did enjoy it overall. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a three. I think it's a little bit better than average. Good deal. Yep. So that's probably where about, I would have thought you would have given a three, three and a half. Um, I might would have said three and a half just because I felt like since it is time travel, you're probably going to give any movie in that genre almost a well, three and a half. I mean, you know, I, I just enjoy that. Like it, it can just, I can separate the enjoying a movie and how like I rate it. Um, Cause you know, I, like I said, I, I enjoy this, like my enjoyment out of it is probably more closer to like a four. But like objectively, like looking at it, I'm like, I can definitely see plenty of flaws in this film. Um, when I rank something always doesn't necessarily reflect on how much I enjoyed it. Because uh, I mean, a lot of times it will. <laughs> but, yeah, but fair enough, fair enough. It also depends on my mood, I guess, um, when I'm trying to go into it. Um, and I, this one, this one I probably am a little bit harsher on because I do love the first two films and i was one of the people that had to wait so long on this film so um i'm a little probably a little bit harsher on it because of that instead of you know being forgiving so um yeah that gives us an average of 2.75 which you know still a little bit above average so i feel like that's pretty accurate all right what about uh what about your dude or dud um my dud is going to be the robot (laughs) he was just i didn't I didn't like him. I didn't laugh at anything that involved him. Um, yeah, he was literally like pointless to the whole story. I, I mean, he wasn't pointless. I guess like he, you know, he involved like there were things that involved him, but there he could have been written out of the film, and it would have made the movie even better. What so about this you? M- this might be a streaming with two dudes first. I can't remember if this has happened previously. But uh, my dude is Dennis the robot. <laughs> no, I think this is the first. This is the and, first. All right. I, I promise I had that picked out long before <laughs> <laughs> you picked yours. And and I guess just since I didn't enjoy the movie, I just found him really, really funny. Yeah. Just like some of his facial expressions and just you know it's like he shoots something like oh crap i mean it's just i don't know like i found myself pretty bored throughout the movie but for some reason his character is the one character i i really felt entertained or i I would kind of have a laugh or 
uh, or what, but that is freaking hilarious that we pick the same character that is opposite <laughs> <reasons>. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff, I got I wanted to ask you um before we get before we get out of, after this. Um I didn't really ask you, so I can go into I can go into mine while you think of it, but um since this is part of a trilogy, like do you have a favorite trilogy that you're like this is my favorite trilogy of films? Um you know, like any any trilogy? Wow, does it have to be like only 3? Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we're doing trilogies, not series. Because, okay. I mean, series series is different, I feel like, than trilogy. Like, a trilogy is, like, three films, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and, like, a storyline. So, yeah, I would almost have to go back to know which ones were only trilogies and kind of go back and remember which ones I've watched. Because when you first said that, I mean, one of the first ones came to mind, but I don't know if it's a trilogy because there might've been four of them. Um, and I'm not even saying it's my favorite. It's just first one to hit my head. Uh, Divergent. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't... I'm thinking they may have only did three movies. I will say, I will say if it's like, okay. So if it's something like, uh, like if there's, four films but the third and the fourth one are part one and part two we'll, we can count that as a trilogy I'm but thinking i don't divergent only had three and they didn't make the fourth they should have made the fourth one yeah yeah but i guess the third one didn't do as well at the box office as they would have liked so they just dropped it yeah. <laughs> unfortunately which made me really mad uh but again i'm not saying that's my favorite i'd have to go back because when you say trilogy I mean, I really like Hunger Games, but that was more than the trilogy, I think. No, I think I think that's because that was the one I was thinking about. I think well, part one and two, yeah. So yeah, I think I the guess, third and the fourth would be. But to be honest with you, I, I may have liked Divergent better than I did. Now, the first Hunger Game movies probably one of my top ten movies of all time. Yeah. Um, but to me, I, I lost interest pretty quick after the first one. But to me, Divergent, uh, my wife and I both, we really, really, really enjoyed it from start to finish. Cool. Um, so, um, um, I'm interested to hear yours. Yeah. The, uh, well, another reason that I wanted to bring this up is to finish out this month is that my favorite is Back to the Future. I love those movies. And like to me, like, I mean, I, when I was a kid, like it, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like when after, after I was born, they were already all three out. So to me, you know, like they've always been just like, the three films so i like every time i watch the first one i have to watch the second one and i have to watch the third one and i i probably watched those three films at least like two or three times a year mm. like every year and i love them i don't know i love everything about them i'm such a big back to the future fan that's like one of the one of the things about me that yeah um but yeah that's my favorite like my favorite trilogy now, Lord of the Rings was another solo one for me. Okay. That, that's one I didn't think about earlier. But Lord of the Rings, it's hard if I, I can't remember if I enjoyed that one more than Divergent. But yeah, definitely those two as far as the ones I can think of. But uh, yeah, Back to the Future was great. Now, I didn't, to me, that was another one where I felt like there was a pretty steep drop off after the original. Uh-huh. Um, well, you know, what you see a lot. It's, it's hard to beat the original a lot of times. Uh, but I mean, I still enjoy the second and third one. 
Um, but as a whole, I just thought it was a little bit of a drop off after the first one. I mean, there is, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like they the second and third one build a lot on on what the first one did so well. Um, so I think that I think they're great additions to the first one. But uh, I mean, you know, the second one did kind of like I, I and I mean that's pretty much a problem with anything that goes into the future. If you don't go far enough into the future, you know, it, it becomes like <laughs> present day. So, um, you know, that that kind of stinks about it, you know, watching it and being like, oh, in 2015, they expected us to have flying cars and hoverboards. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, what about Naked Gun? Naked Gun, dude, that is a that's a good trilogy. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Does that count since it was what uh, two and a half and thirty three and a third? Thirty three and a third. Oh man, <laughs> dude, I I loved the second one. Was like one of my I watched that one so many times, man, so many times. Oh uh, yeah. What All about, right, Jeff. What about the Matrix for you? The Matrix is is that is that? No, I'm not as familiar uh, with that. What they is, have is, four. They have four of those out. Oh, okay. actually. Um, so I guess that one doesn't technically count anymore. So gotcha. Um, Jeff, do you have a random question for me this this um this it's, week? It's not <laughs> as it's not as random because it's kind of on topic. But if you had the ability to travel in time. Would you go to the past or the future and why? I I would go to I would go to the past. Um I don't think I would want to go to the future. Um because I would probably just I would probably use it for nefarious reasons. <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> like look at the stock market or uh you know, like bet on stuff that would definitely be, um, be something that I would do. What about you? What would you do? You know, earlier we were the opposite on our dude or dud. And I think this we're, we're, we're going to be the exact same. I would, I would go to the past because there's part of me that would be scared to see the future. I don't know if I'd want to see the future. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I just don't know. Like, yeah, it would be very, very um, tempting for sure. But I just think that I just think there's nothing that would be good that would come from knowing the future. Uh, and I think you I think going to the past as long as as long as I can't interfere with anything to mess up the future, like if I could just go and observe, like yeah. just be an observer, that would be what I would want to do. Um, definitely. Cause I think it would just be cool to be able to go and see like maybe historical figures or be present for, um, some historical events, you know, like it would just be a cool thing to do for sure. Awesome. All right. Um, so Jeff next month, uh, is March. So what is our theme going to be for next month well it's probably more up my alley so one of my favorite sport i'm a big sports junkie but my favorite sport is probably actually college basketball uh to me march is the greatest month 
one of the greatest months of the year because it's March Madness. You've got, you know, all the conference tournaments. You've got the NCAA tournament. I mean, anybody that likes sports at all, I mean, you're familiar with with March Madness. So building on top of that, we are going to be doing basketball movies. All right. Well, um, do you already have yours picked out? Not, no. You don't. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I've, uh, I've I've got two or three that I, I really want to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you know, if having one pick, I, I haven't decided the, the exact one. I definitely want to pick. All right. So you, you might not know this, but our good friend Ernest made a basketball movie called uh, Ernest Slam Dunks. Oh gosh. And luckily I'm not going to make you watch that. <laughs> so I'm going to make you watch the 1998 film He Got Game on Tubi. Uh, okay. So not, that is what we're going to be watching for next week, which I'm we not might mad. Pick. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I, I set you up for earnest like this will just be like, oh man, you're like <laughs> You're gonna get is to that, watch Denzel Washington now. So I, I was I was getting ready to ask, is that Denzel? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I'm I know I've watched the movie, but man, it's been a long, long time. Yeah, it's it's his grand debut on our podcast. I'm excited. Uh and that's on Tubi. So um if you want to watch that with us, you can check that out on Tubi for free. Hey dudes, Parker here. I totally forgot to give a shout out to our boy Darren for suggesting this episode. So thanks, Darren. Totally forgot to give you a shout out during the episode, but back to the outro. Um, Jeff, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, just appreciate everybody out there listening and supporting us in any way. And thankful for Parker and his work, his editing, and just hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Well, anybody that has been listening knows that my editing is not so much. Uh, I do very little of that these days. Um, But Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate you too, man. Um, Thank you so much for doing this with me every week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate y'all. Just like Jeff said, thank you for the support. Um, thank you for giving a shout out. Thank you for the ratings on Apple uh, podcast and everywhere else that you're giving those. We really do appreciate those. Those really do help us out. So if you can't donate financially, the f- easiest way to do for fr- to support us for free is to give us that rating, give us that review, subscribe and tell your friends, family, whoever. Uh, and if you do want to uh, find an, uh, support us financially you can do so by clicking the link in our show notes to our patreon uh that and our socials um always down there in the show notes uh thanks again and remember space and time can always be fixed with just a little song (laughs) my boy struggled on that one (laughs) that was great i don't even know what that was but i like it (laughs) 